0: Welcome to She Inspires Me. I'm your host, Caroline Bruni, founder of She Inspires Me and Organize Curate Design. Launched as a Facebook passion project back in 2017, She Inspires Me has been reborn to highlight the incredible women we all encounter in our everyday lives and how we can take inspiration from them. Thanks to our key sponsor, Organise Curate Design, I welcome you to listen and get inspired as we showcase these incredible women. So welcome to another episode of She Inspires Me. Today I have with me Kristen Nock. And so Kristen is here and she, I'm just so excited to kind of get stuck in because you've had... A pretty extensive career path and and you have such an interesting story to share so thank you for being a guest on the podcast
1: no problem it's nice to be here
0: So I'm going to get stuck in so I can share a little bit about you and your story. Uh, So Kristen has had a passion for hospitality as long as she can remember. She completed her tertiary studies at William Blue Hotel Management School in Sydney prior to travelling overseas where she based herself in Scotland, balancing work in a family-run boutique hotel uh, with taking time to experience much of Europe. After returning home to Sydney, Kristen furthered her hotel management career working predominantly in conference and events departments in several of Sydney's finest establishments, including the Western at number one Martin Place. Continuing in the hospitality industry, Kristen took on a role at ANZ Stadium, the former Olympic Stadium in Sydney, where she led the corporate catering team. In her role as senior manager catering, Kristen was responsible for managing the relationship with event partners and corporate clients to ensure the successful delivery of all private suite, corporate box, member dining, um, major event day functions and business events. She was also responsible for the holistic management of the department, including the operational planning and delivery, financial budgets and business development and marketing. Kristen has utilised her expertise in hospitality, business and operations management as the foundation for launching into establishing her own business with her husband, Thomas. Kristen and Thomas are the proprietors of a newly opened, now I'm going to hope I get this right, is it Bing? How do you pronounce it? Bing. Bing. Perfect. Bing Street Boutique Hotel in Orange, which is based in New South Wales. Being involved from the design... building phase through to the completion of the project has been an interesting journey with many learnings and curves along the way. The hotel officially opened in September 2019 and is now operating with very high occupancy levels. Operating the business is where Kristen feels most comfortable and accomplished. The satisfaction of turning a vision into a reality is very rewarding. Although there is never time to sit back and be complacent, Kristen believes Being dynamic, responsive and open to change are are key factors in the success of the business. Now, Kristen also enjoys challenging herself in all aspects of her life and one of her proudest accomplishments has been trekking the Kokoda Trail over the Anzac Day period in 2017, the 75th anniversary of the Kokoda campaign. Her inspiration for this journey can be um, can be dedicated to her grandfather, who was a soldier in the PNG uh, in PNG during World War II. In addition to the enormous physical challenge in both the training and the completion of the trek, were driving influences. That is impressive. Do you read that and go, man? I'm exhausted. <laughs> No,
1: not really. Just keep on going,
0: yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is amazing. And um, as a fellow or previous fellow event person, yeah. when I read through the business development and finance and marketing and like the, all the facets that were sitting under you at some point or potentially all at once, that in itself is a, is a bit of a feat. But so you've had a really impressive career to date and now you are your own boss and and a business owner but when you when you hear your story or is your story to date read back to you is there a highlight or something that really that you think of that you're really proud of
1: yeah look I, I definitely have to say in the Bing Street Hotel um it's definitely a highlight in terms of proudest moments yeah I've always been driven to work really hard and I've had yeah, multiple many years I don't want to say how long because I'll give away my age but many years <laughs> of experience working in the hospitality industry um, I've been really proud of each of each role I've been in however all of the preliminary work um, you know, the years involved to get the final, the final stage of opening your own business is, is it's intense it's stressful but it's super rewarding once the door is actually open to the hotel
0: yeah wow and congratulations, because that's that in itself, like being a business owner, but not one like I don't I've never had to build something. I've had to be involved in building stuff from an event perspective, but it's yeah. completely different when it's a, a physical building and, and whatever else. And so obviously you've hit one year. So congratulations on the first birthday Thanks. of the of the hotel itself. Um so how do you describe the hotel? And I guess for, for our listeners, what is the difference between a traditional hotel and a boutique hotel? Like what's the point of difference there?
1: Um, for us, I think, I think it's size. It's a 22-room hotel that we have here. Um, I think it's a personalised service, the extra little touches. We love surprising and delighting. So there's things that we do at the hotel that we don't necessarily tell people about before they arrive. Yeah. Um I think it's, you know, it's the design, individual bespoke furnishings rather than mass produced. Um, mm. So each one of our rooms has something a little bit different in it, whether it's the, the colour of the chair, whether it's the colour of the bedhead, um, you know, and in, individual artwork in each of our rooms. Um, I think if people come back again, um, they have a different experience. Tiny, you know, the, the overall experience should be similar, but the Room that they might be in, even if it's the same category, um, is slightly different. Um, We pride ourselves in creating a a welcoming, welcoming, homely atmosphere, and our team are involved with that as well. So I think it's a combination of the design as well as the actual feeling once you're here. You feel, hopefully, you feel like you're an extension of your home.
0: That's really beautiful to think that, you know, most people when they visit a hotel more than once they do end up in a different room but I know staying at a I guess a a hotel that is a a part of a large group or Mm -hmm. that has multiple rooms the rooms kind of look the same and everything kind of feels the same so to think that you could really notice the differences as you visit time and time again that would be that would be really beautiful but having that homely personal touch and I loved the phrase surprise and delight because yeah. that in itself as an experience piece is is fantastic. So, do you find that that piece comes from your event experience, or is that just something that you think you've always had as something that you've always loved to do? Um, probably a bit of both.
1: Uh, Thomas and I, um, so Thomas, my husband, we've traveled. Um, quite extensively, um, both here and overseas. We've worked um, in a lot of different places. We tried to, I guess, pull inspiration from places we've worked and stayed and take the best of best of all of it, really, um, and to create somewhere where we'd like to stay when we don't have our kids um, and just, yeah, just get away and yeah just the surprise and delight thing you know we've stayed in some hotels that have done similar things um and we just wanted to be a little bit different and we love when people walk away and say we loved x that you do overnight time and you know it just was we weren't expecting it and um I think those sort of things make people want to come back and yeah mm. hopefully, hopefully make them feel like they're, they're at
0: home yeah definitely Now, when you were recommended to me as a guest for the podcast, which I love, if anyone's listening and they are thinking of a a woman that they know that they're like, she would be great, please reach out to us and let us know. Um, But when you were recommended to me, uh, one of the things that really stood out to me and I was like definitely, I, I can't wait to, to speak with you, was the fact that um, you were described as someone who created a legacy for how you develop women in your teams or have developed women in your teams. How how do you think you've achieved that? And, and maybe why why does that sit as something that, that people, well, how people describe you?
1: Um, I've always tried to take the approach within my teams of um, a relatively flat management structure. So even if the organisation I'm working in doesn't, um, that's just been a priority for me. So autonomy um, and giving guidance and developing my team, regardless of their position. So it's extremely important to me, um, and I love seeing people, uh, you know, grow and I guess move up in the ranks. Um, that's just really exciting to me. Um, so I've always tried to lead my team in the manner in which I like to be managed myself. So micromanagement is my absolute worst nightmare.
0: <laughs> yeah um, I don't think I've ever met anyone that likes being for no, but anyway <laughs> people out there that still
1: like bring it um to other people yeah it's so, true perhaps without even realizing that that's what they're doing but um yeah so I've always been really blessed over the years to work with some amazing amazing women and I've often learned just as much from them um in my team as you know, as much as my team has from me which is great It can go definitely go both ways and um, I think not having an ego to think that um, you can't learn anything from people that may sit below you in organisational structure, I think that's really important. Um, and, yeah, leading by example, it's such a cliché, but it's definitely a motto that I live by. Um, mm. yeah, strong, confident women, they've always been a big part of my upbringing. Um, and I like to think that I can carry that through the generations. Yeah, definitely.
0: And what a beautiful place to be in in the sense that you're now your own boss and a business yeah. owner yeah. and um one it's of the things I guess to create our own culture here as well
1: um mm. so
0: yeah you can create your own
1: culture within your own team which is definitely something that um I've loved doing and definitely something important to me but you know now we have the opportunity to create the whole organizational structure which which is great
0: yeah that's that's fantastic now one of the things when I was um doing my research and and looking at the beautiful website for your hotel um is and it does like it looks amazing I'm we're obviously going to add all the details to the show notes and Mm -hmm. encourage people to come and visit when when they can or if they're in New South Wales definitely go and visit when borders open definitely go visit um but uh, one of the things that really stood out to me was just how beautiful some of the elements of the hotel are, and I noticed that on the website there's some features of of different artists that you've uh-huh. worked with. Um, so have they been a part of the process from the beginning, and and how do you how do you find your artists that you feature?
1: Yeah, no, I wouldn't say they were part of the process from the beginning, but definitely. Um, Definitely sort of halfway through. I mean, we definitely had the idea that we wanted art had to be a feature. Um, Mm. You know, I think it's always been important to us. We love art and I think it adds to that boutique hotel experience that we were talking about earlier. Um, I think it's great when guests comment that they feel like they're staying in an art gallery, which they do here. Oh, wow. Beautiful. And and I love that everywhere they look, they see something new that catches their eye. Um, So with hotel in general, we've taken the approach of supporting local and um, showcasing what our beautiful region has to offer. So again, that's one of our key elements of the hotel. Um, when we're right through the building, you know, through to the building design and, and operating stage. So, for example, yes, in the design, but now, now that we're open, we use all local products here in terms of food and beverage. So, yeah. um, it's a region that has beautiful produce. So, yes, does it cost more because they're you know individual local people rather than big conglomerates yes it does but I think that that's what I'm looking for so yeah back to the art um two of our key artists features in the ho- featured in the hotel there's there's a few but two of the key ones probably are Lara Scolari and Larissa Blake um mm-hmm. Lara now resides in Balmain uh, which is also where her gallery is located um she spent 25 years in the central west in Dubbo um she's originally from Balmain moved to Dubbo and has gone back to Balmain um, We definitely think that she has a connection to our region. We first saw Lara's work at um, the Corner Store Gallery, which is a small little uh, exhibition space in orange. Um, And the colours and the abstract design um, in one of her pieces in particular really caught our eye. Um, So we knew we wanted to showcase a piece piece for the reps a really, you know, um, showstopper, I guess, for reception um, in the hotel. Um, Yeah, and we thought that she would be the right artist to do that. So we went and chatted to her in her Balmain studio. Um, She's a beautiful lady. She's so bubbly and effervescent. She's just great. (laughs) She's um, yeah, she's just happy all the time. She's a lot of fun to be around. But yeah, we met with her, gave her a brief of what we needed, and gave her full license really, creative to let Mm -hmm. her creative juices flow. Um, so yeah, she's created a bit of a stunner in reception, and it's the biggest piece she had done to date so it's mm-hmm. 182 by 182 um, wow. and yeah it's absolutely the feature of our reception area so that's uh that's lara she's yeah she's awesome and larissa is from orange um uh, so orange born and bred mm-hmm. and her work complements the bottom wing of the hotel perfectly um, we were introduced to larissa by louise spicer so she was our interior designer um, and louise was also orange born and uh, does work in Orange Hand in Sydney. Um, so she introduced us to, to Larissa. Um, yeah, and as soon as we saw her work in her studio, we just knew, I felt like it was almost created with our hotel in mind. I mean, obviously it wasn't. Um, wow. but it just felt really right. I guess. So um, that's exactly what we're looking for. And, again, supporting mm-hmm. people was important and so it was a pretty easy decision, really. So Larissa's work, wow. um, it's showcased in our boardroom, Uh, the Mm. guest lounge area and our guest suites all in the modern wing so yeah she's yeah that was quite that's amazing choice I guess once we once we met her and once we saw her work
0: Yeah. yeah and it sounds like you've also in addition to the fact that you get to feature these beautiful pieces and these um artistic the pieces from these artistic women um not only do you have that but you also sound like you've created beautiful friendships with them yeah Yeah, the way you speak of them is really lovely so that's amazing um now it's it's wonderful to hear that they're local women or women um you know that that are in the area I personally have never been to Orange um can you describe what the town or the area is like or even just for anyone that's listening that's maybe never heard of Orange or doesn't know anything about it, how how would you describe it and when's the best time to visit? Is there like a, is it seasonal? Mm-hmm. What's it like?
1: Yeah, so Orange is located past the Blue Mountains um, from Sydney, so it's about three and a quarter hours drive, um, mm-hmm. same sort of distance from Canberra as well. Um, yeah, it's a fabulous regional city and honestly I wouldn't move um, from Sydney to any regional, <laughs> to any regional <laughs> area, but um, it's, yeah. so, it's so diverse and it's got so much going on. Um, you know, of course, the tourism and food and wine culture is extremely important to us, both personally mm. and professionally, um, but we're so small for amazing restaurants. They're all just 10 minutes walk away from the hotel and yeah, door experiences. They're, again, 10 minutes Drive away, we say everything's 10 minutes around here, it's 10 minutes walk or 10 minutes drive. <laughs> um, so it's really easy. Great boutique shopping. Um, and for us, I guess, as we are moving here with our children, they're now 12 and 14, um, mm. it's important for us to have great access to education and um, health services. Yeah. It's also home to Australia's largest gold mine. Um, so, with all of that, plus the traditional farming and agricultural backgrounds, it's it's a really diverse regional centre. Ah, uh, has going on for it for somewhere to both visit and to leave, I guess. So
0: yeah, oh, wow.
1: it's just um, yeah, definitely hit the spot for us.
0: Sounds yeah. like a gorgeous part of the world. Now, is it is it? I'd say spring and time. Yeah, I'd say spring, spring and autumn. autumn. Um, but we've got
1: four real distinct seasons here, which I, I love as well. So I think mm. in Sydney sometimes it can be a bit, you know, same same, or you know, they're, they're not yeah. distinct the seasons, whereas here. Autumn's beautiful because the trees actually change so many different colours um, and it's just the beautiful tree-lined streets. It's, it's quite stunning oh, actually. And now awesome. in spring it's all, all the trees are budding and beautiful flowers. And, but we're also lucky that in summer it doesn't get too hot here. So our altitude yeah, is right. really quite high at 900 metres. So um, people bucket the central west quite often into one big furnace but um yeah it does get a little bit warmer in places like dubbo but orange does have that height and that altitude that that keeps it mm. cool climate wine region so it's not cool, cool, cool no. climate for no reason so yeah so it's it's not too hot in summer yeah it's perfect it's good and for those that love to rug up and just sit in front of a fire with a glass of wine in uh, winter yeah pretty good place to be as it's a well. good
0: place to be yeah wow yeah oh i definitely need it on my list i'm yeah currently recording in Metro Melbourne and yeah don't and plan to be leaving now. my state anytime <laughs> 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 um, soon so the thought of driving into state is like sounds like something from Pure a movie. Way. But yeah. we'll get there. We'll, we'll get have, there. We'll it's totally fine. And yeah. it's definitely on the list. So yeah. um that sounds absolutely gorgeous. See. Uh so as as I said earlier and um congratulations again like a year in business business is business is tricky um like i've mm-hmm. been a business owner for a few years now and it's pretty tricky um but you got the pleasure of doing the bulk of your first year in 2020 so yeah. oh, what perhaps. have been your biggest <laughs> learnings of this year think.
1: seriously um
0: <laughs> wow in there right mind, I would
1: open a new business in the last quarter of 2019
0: i but that anyway yeah but we didn't oh, know we didn't like, ball, like, so, no one would have if yeah. you if someone had told you you might yeah you might, i think you I, still would have gone
1: ahead with it yeah we opened in the middle of a long-standing drought um then we had the bushfires in december january that like me, the blue mountain region region um people couldn't get through places like from sydney um and then we had COVID, so yeah, um, they, say thing happen- <laughs> they say things happen in three, so we're hoping we're... done
0: three now. And then done, done next
1: month ...of operation. So yeah, it's onwards and upwards from here. Um, and it's it's since regional travel um, restrictions were lifted in New South Wales, um, mm. we've averaged 95% occupancy since June, um, mm. and the last two months have been 99%. So it's crazy busy which is great um we've experienced the alternative, and
0: that's not pretty so <laughs>
1: we don't want to go back there so. especially
0: year one like that's yeah, tough yeah. in your first year where yeah. you've got some projections and you but you're trying to get some data and trying to yeah, see no. to go. yeah wow
1: and you know even the next 12 months isn't it's a false economy as well because yes we've been really really busy but again people can't really go anywhere else so they have to explore their own backyard so yeah, I think our first two to three years of business data is going to be a little bit irrelevant um, because it's just so, so crazy. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So what do you think your biggest learning has been? Like, I guess maybe even for you personally and how yeah. you do what you do. Like,
1: definitely what a through? Through. Lots of learning curves. Um, you know, I think you find out, you definitely find out who your real tribe are um mm-hmm. you know in terms of who your true supporters are um yeah that, that's definitely been a learning curve um yeah. it's been personal and professional um mm-hmm. in terms of that true true loyalty factor um mm-hmm. i think in terms of business cash flows cash flow really is king and everyone tells you that especially <laughs> in small business
0: but it doesn't mean anything you know, like, at first you're like yeah, it's fine and yeah and realize
1: yeah. yeah so i think that's definitely been a learning curve um i mean We always knew that, but, yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious for a business owner to know that cash is king, but, yeah. I think now that we've lived through a pandemic of the COVID kind, I think whatever the amount of funds is that you think that you should have in the bank um, as as sort of your, your zero, I guess, I think you need to Mm -hmm. double double it and then some if you can. That's definitely a a business learning curve. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully, look, coming outside of, the three challenges previously mentioned in our first six months, I think hopefully it puts us in good stead, ready, um, whatever, yeah, away in the future. So hopefully That's after it. that is just a piece of cake. So yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely built the resilience and had the learnings, and even that lesson of how much you do actually need in, in the bank when things kind of don't go to plan and you have no control so I think one of the things that I found fascinating speaking to business owners and and that's kind of my network of small business owners Mm -hmm. a a lot of my friends are small business owners and they have said that um for them they've realized one yep you need to have those learnings but you need to be able to take them really quickly like Mm -hmm. you need to be able to change so quickly and um, community and and friendships and network yeah. is definitely important as well. So, yeah. um, and it's tricky as well because as business owners, we often look at what we've done and we think, could I have done that better or did was that my fault? But it's hard. Like, bushfires are not your fault. Um, no. Pandemic is not your oh, fault. Yeah. The drought is no. not your fault. Like, you couldn't yeah. have made a better decision. You just need to work with what you've got. So, yeah. Yeah. well, just good yeah. on you guys definitely. for. Mm. for doing so well and and onwards and upwards from here which is very exciting um yeah yeah definitely uh and you so you talk in your bio about um your time training and preparing for the Kokoda Trail and Mm -hmm. I would think that a a journey like that and even just training like that in itself builds resilience um what came, like how did that all come about and, and do you think that's something that you would do again? Because when did you, was it 2017? Yeah. Is that when you did it?
1: Yeah, so three years ago, yeah. Yeah,
0: three years ago. So yeah. is it something like yesterday. that on the cards?
1: Um, well, Kokoda was absolutely amazing and I think it's a journey every Aussie should take. Um, it's such a massive and probably underrated part of our history. Um, but it's a really important part of our history. I mean, our world, we lost that battle. Our world for all of us, could be totally different. So mm-hmm. it's a journey I, I feel so passionate about, particularly with my, my family's personal connection with our grandfather yep. grandfather fighting there in World War II. Um, You know what, I would really love to do it again one day with my kids um, mm-hmm. once they're old enough to both understand the real historical significance yep. and also be able to withstand the physical toll and endurance that's required. So you know, they're 12 and 14 now, maybe 14 and 16, maybe in a couple of years they could they could handle it, but um but yeah, I think it's yeah, like I said, it's just I loved it. Um it was tough, it was really hard, but
0: how yeah. long did you have to train before you six went?
1: Months. I was training for a good six months before. So um that involved going up to the Blue Mountains and doing 10 hour hikes and you know, boot camp three times a week and having a personal trainer that just worked on my solely on my legs just to get them, you know, yeah. ready for it, you know, running. Four times a week. So yeah, it was it was full on, but again, it was great to have that goal to work towards. So um, I I knew I had to be fit, and I knew there was time (laughs) because the plane to Port Moresby was taking off on a certain day. So it was it was pretty easy to be inspired by that. Um, Yeah, and I had some great people pushing me along the way. I did it with a good friend from who I worked with at the time, and yeah, so it was awesome. And I would like to do it with with my kids again. So. Monday, but wow. yeah. it turns out that other adventures I'm not um, really into super cold climates, so Everest has never really appealed to me, but it has crossed my mind, yeah, yeah. but when I really think about that, that cold. feel um, yeah, like America, it sounds pretty cold. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe Kilimanjaro, really. I just love being out of my comfort zone and physically and mentally. So there's no time for complacency. If someone came up to me and was like, hey, do you want to do this? I'd probably be in there.
0: I'd probably jump in there. Probably, so, yeah. That's amazing. I love that. I have a different kind of approach. Well, I have a similar mentality. I just don't seem to apply it to <laughs> climbing mountains. <laughs> but I love it. I love the yeah. that, that hey, let's just do it. Yeah. I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll work hard. And I think you can apply yeah. that mindset to pretty much anything. But climbing a mountain is pretty unique. So, yeah. 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 No, it was Wow. Awesome. Well, hopefully maybe your kids will listen to the podcast and they'll know that that's something that... Mum oh, they know
1: them. <laughs> they know oh they know <laughs> yeah
0: it's on the card yeah, um know. have you got um boys girls um, two boys Two boys. oh okay yep. wonderful yeah, So they're quite small yeah, maybe, so. maybe 14 16 but, yeah like Some they get early. yeah they Get pretty like they almost become young men by that age so. yeah so anyway yeah, definitely. it's on the cards <laughs> amazing so In all of your travels, like wow, you've travelled to different places of the world, you've worked in really different um, settings in the sense of hotel, um, major venue, you're now in your own space. Uh, When you think of, be it today or someone that you've crossed paths with, who inspires you and why?
1: Um, Whilst I never met her, I have to say Taria Pitt is such an inspiration to me, so I've followed her story for a very long time um you know in her story and her outlook on life given all that she's been through I think it's just amazing um and you know, her achievements are just incredible and I don't know I just love her I love her go get a go get an attitude um regardless of you know what her past has been um I've read all her books I've listened to every podcast I combined with her as a speaker <laughs> um and you just kind Have of you ha- met her? no i haven't yeah, but no, I haven't met her but you know she's that kind of person you almost feel like you
0: have, um, just listening her, I yeah, because and she seems so down to earth, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, so I would love to meet her one
1: day, but um, you can't help but feel inspired to be alive listening to her, she's, she's just awesome. Um, yeah, anyway, I think she's an exceptional human, I have great respect for her, so yeah, I haven't met her, but.
0: So, if anyone's listening and you haven't, you don't know who we're talking about. We will make sure that we link um, yes, as much definitely. information as we can because if you've somehow lived under a rock and we, you don't know who we're talking about,
1: to your pit, we'll look
0: her up. Yeah, <laughs> we'll fix that up pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. No, she's a, what a great, what a great answer. Um, definitely an inspiration and an inspiration. Even one, one thing I really love about the work that she's doing is she's. She takes her message and she applies it in so many practical, attainable ways, and yeah. the work that she's doing for young people um, at the moment, and how she's sharing her story specifically to them, um, yeah. is is really yeah, fantastic. So, yeah, what a what a great inspirational woman out there. um Well, that is all for here um, on the podcast for, for us today. Yeah, that is it. For you. you can
1: get to Pitt on your podcast. Oh,
0: <laughs> that would be incredible. She's yeah. um. Sheep, but I need like three hours though. I yeah, try and yeah. keep these under now. I'd I'd have so much to. Yeah. Mind you, I think I could talk to anyone for three hours. Like I just yeah. try to do that thing where we don't record. There are podcasts out there that are like three hours long, and I just don't know how people are supposed to digest that. But anyway, and I'm um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for um, for being a guest on the podcast. Um, as I said earlier, we'll make sure that all of the information that we've chatted about is in our show notes, so people can come and visit. Um, I'll also look up the artists that you mentioned, so we can maybe show you some of their work and and whatever else. So I think it's really lovely to hear, uh, you know, just all of the different facets of what makes your space so beautiful and yeah here's to a exciting year two in business for you onwards and upwards and um yeah thanks again for being a guest um, thank funny? you for listening um no. thank you for um tuning in and listening to another episode of she inspires me we look forward to sharing more with you in our next episode thank you for joining us today and being a part of this incredible community Remember to hit subscribe and join us in our next episode to be inspired by more exceptional women.